what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. We're back at it. February 15th, episode number 64. It's 27 days until Daytona. Dude, time goes so fast. Yeah, we, we've talked about it. And the minute, you know, once we get to January, the days just tick off like one after the other. You know, all, the, all these announcements coming out, all these this big news that's coming out, it seems like one after the other. Just get you hyped up for that Daytona TT. I am so ready. 27 days from right now, I'll be hopefully in some warmer weather. I'm up in Chicago for Arena Cross tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, I wish, however, I was in Milwaukee at the... Uh, the Mama Tried this weekend. Flat Out Friday is actually racing tonight on the concrete. You've got to experience a concrete indoor too, Carl, because it's it. totally different than dirt. Yep. It's different than ice that I did, you know, a little while ago, because they're on concrete. And you know what they spray on the concrete? Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper. No, Dr. Pepper syrup up there. <laughs> so I think they got sponsored by the Dr. Pepper plant or something. Nice. But they spray the syrup on there, and it's just the syrup. It's not like you can, you know, turn your can of Dr. Pepper over and pour it on the deal you actually put it in a spray pump you spray it on there nice and thin and it gets nice and sticky man yeah. it's it's fun it's fast they can lay those bikes way over and uh, you can actually squawk the tires going in the corner you can hear the That's chirping badass. as they go in the corners man it's so cool badass yeah i've seen there's a couple of flat trackers going up there american flat trackers i saw uh, oliver brinley's back from across the pond he flew in uh, i think today or, or earlier this week sorry and yeah. uh He's going to be competing in that, and there'll be some others up there, too. And the factory Harley-Davidson riders are going to compete. So that's Sammy Halbert and Jared Vandekoy because it's a Harley-Davidson event in their backyard in Milwaukee. So that's pretty cool. I don't know what bikes they'll ride. I don't know if they'll ride the Twins. I don't know if there's a Twins class or not. But, uh, you know, usually the Open Pro class, they run the 450s, and and that'd be – you know, a lot faster than a twin, but they may have a different class. They might put them in, you know, there might be a hooligan class that they can ride. I don't, I don't really know. Uh, but man, I just wish I was up there. Yeah. I think it's a, it's definitely one of those events that happens right before the season kicks off to get you hyped for, uh, for the AFT season for sure. Um, and I definitely wish I was up there checking it out maybe next year. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Put it on your bucket list. Did you see what came out on Wednesday? Just a couple of days ago. Is that the Indian motorcycle thing? I think that was Tuesday or so. Man, there's so many things. We always have to play catch up. But I know what I was talking about was American Honda. Their return to flat track. They're going to team up with Richie Morris Racing. And they're hired Mikey Rush to uh, ride the 450. So that's good because Mikey uh, has always been known as, as a 450 specialist. I know he hates hearing that. But that's where he's won his Grand Nationals. I mean, he's always super fast at the Daytona Short Track. And now he's on, uh, you know, kind of like I, I would say it's a factory effort with richie morris racing and uh man i'm excited to see american honda back in the sport yeah you're gonna have to explain this to me american honda is a big deal right like they they pretty much own the sport in the 80s like indians owning the sport in the twin series now yeah they they came in they came in to win they actually bought the number one plate rider uh they won a bunch of nationals they won some you know grand national championships uh and back then ama pro racing kept adding restrictors to the carburetors Mm -hmm. made them way way more and american honda just uh, they said well they feel like they're being cheated and they walked away and we thought i personally i'm not gonna say we i'm not gonna speak for anybody else but i thought they would never come back so i'm excited to see them coming back i know it's only the amt singles class yeah but you never know they might come up with a twin and and jump in with both feet and try to go after indian you know you never know what's going to happen that's badass no i mean i think the more different players you have competing 
the more entertaining the racing's going to be, in my opinion. So I'm all for it. It's just the one rider, though, right? That's all I read in the press release, and yeah. I don't know if Richie Morris is going to have any more riders or if he's just going to try to focus on one this year. Um, I thought uh, I thought we saw not too long ago Sandria on a shipment was going to ride for him, but yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I didn't see her name in the press release. You know, I didn't. I'm not a thorough reader, though. I maybe I was just hitting the highlights. Yeah, who knows, man? Well, uh, I'm, we got plenty of what two, three more weeks before Daytona. It's plenty of time for yeah. more press releases. So we'll, we'll see yeah. what else comes out next week. I'm sure it's going to be bam, bam, bam every week leading up to uh, to that race in in Daytona. And you did mention the Indian press release. Indian, it looks like they're going to be the title sponsor for three Grand Nationals this year. So. Yeah. Uh, that's good to have, you know, title sponsors for some of the races. I know last year it was kind of split up about half and half between Harley and Indian. Uh, Indian just announced that they're announced they're uh, going to be sponsoring three Grand Nationals. Yeah, no, that's great. What what did you do last week, and how was the how was the mouse? Oh, boy, I, I put you on the spot, see, because yeah, I, didn't I saw some one. videos and I I, did, I couldn't I didn't I didn't know you didn't know what Goofy was. He's uh, a no, dog. I knew what He's Goofy a dog. was. I was born and raised. Goofy is a dog, but I've seen okay. it all I over thought, the internet. I thought. I thought you weren't very smart. I was going to give you a hard time, but I guess you were just playing along for I, everybody that follows you on social media. Yeah, I knew it was a dog. I knew oh, Goofy's a okay. dog. I was raised knowing Goofy was a dog, but recently I've seen something all over the social media saying that he's a cow, and I just couldn't believe it. So I ran into Goofy at Hollywood Studios, formerly MGM you, Studios. And uh, and you asked him. I asked him. I put him on the spot, and uh, he's definitely a dog. He confirmed he's a dog. So. Uh, oh, that's good. good. Yeah, yeah. So that's that that's mystery solved. That uh, rumor squashed. All that. So it, I didn't even make it to Magic Kingdom though. Um, so I'm gonna what? Have, yeah, I know. Um, I went to Epcot, which I really liked. It was pretty cool to go through all different different countries. I don't know if you've ever been, but you nope. can, you can basically hop through all the different countries. There's sections of like Mexico and then Canada and China and Japan. I had a uh, lunch in Mexico and dinner in Japan. It was a good time for sure, and I've seen a, a couple other flat trackers going down there. I think Mies was there earlier this week, too, with his little girl, so uh, it's definitely the place to be, especially uh, people are looking to waste some time before Daytona. Right on. That's cool. Yeah. What so, do you got going on this weekend? I don't know. I uh, don't have anything too crazy planned. I, I really don't have much leading up till Daytona. Um, I've uh, been busy with the, with the full-time job trying to get that squared away so I can... Uh, have some fun and, and do some stuff. Uh, make some content on the side. What are you Busy doing? man. I'm doing the arena cross. I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm up here in uh, cold Chicago. We got the kicker arena cross tonight and tomorrow night. And I'll come home Sunday and uh, see who we can call up next week. And uh, I, I heard you got some uh, special guests lined up, but I don't know. Is it official yet? I don't know if it's officially official. I got some I got some things lined up. I know one is secured that I'm pretty excited about. Um, talk to them today, actually. That's going to be a good time. Um but yeah, I got some other things. Hopefully, it's gonna work out. But uh, you know, anybody we talk to in the flat track community is always a good conversation. So I say they're all winners. But uh, hopefully, get some good ones here down the line because uh, we gotta hype it up before Daytona for sure. Absolutely. Um, I do want to get something out there though because I've seen this, and you know, we're talking about all the good announcements that I've seen before leading into the the Daytona TT. I've seen some stuff on the social media that I am just. I don't even know how to put this, not thrilled about. I don't know if it's official yet because I haven't seen any official press releases or anything, but a lot of riders, I even saw what Miriam from Flat Track Live posted something about it. Uh, Heather DeBeau, and I know you probably can't speak about it, um, but if it's true, I'm not a happy camper. I'm just going to go on record as saying it. I'm a little pissed yeah. about it. I don't know. It looks like 
it looks like on social media that she's not coming back in yeah. the 2019 season. Uh, don't really know why. Don't know if it's true or not. Like you said, it's not official. But just the response that the the writers and her fans. I mean, she yeah. has fans. She's a, she's an awesome chick. Um, yeah. Hopefully it isn't true, but um, I think I think it is. But uh, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what the plans are for AFT. Uh, I know I'm coming back. Yeah. And I know some other people are still waiting on their contracts to come back too. I know. Uh, some people might not realize we've talked about this before, Carter, but we're year to year. When you work Absolutely. there, you're a year to year contract. And, uh, you know, sometimes they, they make changes. Sometimes we understand them. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. And I mean, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, I'm sure that, you know, if that is the case, they have their reasons. I just uh, I just got to throw it out. I am not not too thrilled about that one. She knows her shit. Um, she's she's an awesome human on the side. Um, so if that's not the case, it's going to be. A huge, huge bummer for me to watch uh, flat track racing without Heather DeBow. Just got to go on record as saying that because I'm a little upset about it. I don't know if I said that already. <laughs> I think we're catching what you're throwing. So, I know, uh, I and, know I, and I hate to put you on the spot because I know that uh, you're in a position where you can't really talk about it. But, you know, I can speak freely. Not happy. Yep. If, if, if I could talk about it, I would for sure. But, you know, we'll see what happens, and we'll see who I'm working with. I, I still don't know yet, and uh, we'll find out soon. Yeah, and whoever's coming in, I'm sure they'll do a great job, but they got some pretty big shoes to fill because that chick is awesome. So, anyways. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Carter, a friend of mine who we're going to talk to here in just a second called me up, was listening to our podcast, and he's putting on a race coming up March 30th at Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. Yeah. And so I suggested we talk to him on Off the Groove. Yeah, what are you, your thoughts? You actually chose this week's guest, which I'm totally on board with because he seems like an awesome dude. I really don't know a lot about him other than the little feature I saw on NBC when we first started um, doing those broadcasts. Um, and seems like an awesome down-to-earth dude. Um, good old boy from the Carolinas, which uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I can't, can't argue with that because I'm from the Carolinas. Um, so, but you're, you're not from the same one he's from, though, No, right? I'm from the one on the north. He's from the one on the south. So Okay. All right. That's right. If you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about racing Jason Griffin, uh, one of my friends, uh, a guy that does more with one arm than a lot of people will ever do with two arms. And uh, he's just an awesome guy and, like I said, a good friend of mine, and I can't wait to talk to him. Yeah, I mean, we've had a, a, a lot of good conversations here lately with uh, with a few riders and people in the community that are pretty damn inspiring. And uh, I think he's right up there at the top with those everybody else we've been talking to lately. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. You uh, you want to give him a call? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello. Who's this? This is Jason. Racing Jason Griffin? Racing Jason Griffin. What's happening? Not is much. this Scotty Doodler? It, it's, yeah. it is Hollywood. Can I call you the one-armed bandit? Because I do it when you got your helmet on when your motorcycle's running, but I don't know if I've ever done that to you in person. Can I call you that? or? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. We're, we're on the phone, so it, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter anyway. Yeah, so no, you that's can't cool. Be, you, you can't beat me up through the phone, so I'm all right. Woo, good. So yeah, what, what's been going on? I haven't seen you for a little while. You been doing all right? Yeah, yeah, just staying busy. Uh Enjoying the South Carolina weather. I think it. Uh, I think it hit seventy one today, and that was that was unusual. Man, now you're making me jealous. So I'm telling I think, you. You know, yeah. So I'm just thinking back. Last time I saw you, I was pushing your motorcycle down there at the Ocala Short Track, and and uh, you made me work more that weekend than I did when I was announcing. Man, I'm telling you, if if you hadn't been there, I would have been in a pinch. You just right when you came by, I was like, I was, I, I just, I just barely, I barely made made it to the made it to the starting line. Yeah, I'm glad yep. 
<laughs> should, we, should we tell everybody what totally happened? Or do we want to tell everybody yeah, yeah, what, what, what happened to your motorcycle? Gosh, I, did, I, did I stall it? Did I wipe it out? I, no, you I ran out of gas. I, I you ran out of gas. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The worst thing in the world. Anything yeah. but running out of gas. Right. Uh, at least I didn't. At least, at least I had the gas turned on. Well, that's true because that, you, know, you made ran. it more than two I still, laps. I still so ran out of gas. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I want everybody to know who racing Jason Griffin is. So, uh, you know, I know he's 23C. Now you're number 230. But let's go way back. Like, where were you born? Uh, I was born in Easley, South Carolina, right outside of Greenville. And that's where you still live, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been here. I've been here pretty much my whole life. So no, no need to leave now. <laughs> What's it like growing up in Easley, South Carolina? It's uh, compared to the rest of the world. I guess. It, I guess. It, I guess it's a little slow, but uh, some, sometimes sometimes slow is good. Okay. But it, the weather's been nice. Um, you know, we've got four seasons. Leaves change colors. Um, doesn't really get that cold here. Uh, Humidity is probably the worst part of it, but it's still it's, it's it's still a great place to live. All right. So how'd you get into motorcycles? So, gosh, my dad raced enduros. Um, they had the Greenland Enduro Riders back in, uh, gosh, I guess back in the seventies. And I was born in seventy four, so that was he was racing before I was born. Um probably in the late 60s, early 70s, it, we, we always raced. I mean, we, we, my dad always raced motorcycles. We went to, we, we've been to, been to bike week more time than I can count from, you know, my mom was pregnant. I think she took us, I think she was pregnant with me the, uh, one year when they went to Daytona. So it's just kind of, I guess you're just born into it like everybody else. Right on. So have you raced anything else besides flat track? The, the Paralympics and, uh, and paracycling. So, it's uh it's it's just racers basically it's just people with physical physical disabilities of some sort and they're categorized by the disability. But uh had a chance to, you know, represent Team USA, I guess like and it came true and we had a good time with it. Uh that's been a few years ago and I'm still putting on bicycle races and we're still full with, uh, putting on motorcycle races. Gotcha. So what was it about motorcycle racing that, that you got so hooked on and because you know, you've been doing it for a long time. So what is it about motorcycle racing that, that's draws you in? Well, uh, I guess, let's see, maybe oh, maybe maybe oh, oh, two, oh, three. So uh, actually, it, uh, there, was, there was a period where I, where I wasn't riding motorcycles, and that was probably you know, that, that was probably 10 years. We just got gotten away from it, got into other things. Basically, what happened, my, my, I had a younger brother, and he uh, – he was racing. They built, a, I think it was like an FT500 Ascot, and they were racing that. And uh, he raced for about two years. Uh, I, I, I was living in a different place, and uh, I made it down to see him a couple times. But uh, he passed. Uh, it was in October of '04. So, and he, you know, he was 27. That's uh, that's 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 just too young. So, um, basically, I just felt like I would carry on his legacy and. Uh, so that that that's kind of how I started racing dirt tracks. I mean, we had raced enduros and motocross back when we were younger. We we always did that, but the the flat track was something was something new, and it's uh it's it's you know I mean I, I still love it. There's, there's nothing like it. Man, my hats off to you. I lost my cousin in 2000, and that's kind of when I I stopped racing and started announcing. And you know, I just want to stay involved in the sport. And it sounds like that kind of inspired you to 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 race even more. 
Yeah, it, it really did. We uh, we were way more successful, you know, than, than I could have ever imagined. I mean, I've got um, nothing but good things to say, uh, you know, about and it's just not on the racing, but just the people. We've uh, we we made such such good friends, and it's, you're gonna see the same folks at the races every weekend if you go. And it's uh, you know, it's it's good to see it's good to see those people. Yeah, absolutely. So, did you have certain riders you looked up to when you were younger, and do you still know those people now, or do you still look up to anybody now? Let's see, Garth Brow was down here. Uh, I guess he was probably the first uh, really fast guy that I'd ran across. But I met him, uh, Terry Poovy, and Chris Carr, Joe Cop, uh, Springsteen. Um, all those guys have been really been influential. Uh, I and I saw Chris Carr and uh, Willie McCoy practicing down in Nieces, and uh, I just, I had no idea you could do that with a motorcycle. I mean, it was just uh, you know, it was a beautiful thing. So that that's that, that's what hit me up for. I don't know. It's it's been 15 years worth of it. Right on. Do you? Uh, what's your favorite type of track? Do you like cushion? Do you like loose dirt? Do you like TTs or half miles? What What's your preference? All the guys up around Ohio, they've got all the pea gravel. Um, it's just, you know, we pretty much came up racing on clay. So uh, probably a good half mile, a good half mile clay track like Hagerstown. That'd be, uh, that, that'd be ideal. Okay. So do you have any other hobbies besides, you know, flat track racing? We race motorcycles. Uh, like I was telling you with the, uh, the, the paracycling, I mean, they have, there's road racing. They have track racing, which is very similar to, you know, very similar to uh to the motorcycle racing it's the the board tracks are I think like 28 degrees um wow. you know they're about two stories they're about two stories tall and the bikes are fixed gear with no brakes so uh <laughs> it's uh it, it's yeah it, no doubt no doubt so wow it's it's it, it, it's a lot of fun for sure man that sounds awesome so let's let's go back to when you were little again and how old were you when you had your accident and lost your arm so I guess see I was born in seventy four February, um, so let's see I would have been two so that that, that was seventy six and I mean it was just it was just a random thing you know my, you know, I, snuck, I snuck out of the house and my dad was on a ride lawnmower and I I ran up behind him and he backed up you know it just uh it was just one of those I say unfortunate but it was really uh it it, it really made me who I am so I, I probably wouldn't have been here talking to you if, if that hadn't happened. So I watched the NBCSN special when they interviewed you, and you said that was the best day of your life, and it changed you. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Well, just, uh, you know, I mean, I would bet to say that that had a lot to do as far as determining, you know, what kind of person I'd turn out to be. So, um, you know, I'm I'm grateful for it. You know, it was a good thing. Wow. That's amazing. That's it's an amazing way to look at that for sure. So, was there a moment in time that you never thought you'd ride motorcycles? I mean, you said this happened when you were two. So, did you ever think about not doing things like not riding a motorcycle? You know, I guess um, I guess my parents forgot to tell me that I was handicapped. Um, we, uh, I got a motorcycle when I was three, and whatever you know, whatever I wanted to do, they backed me, and and wow. that's, I guess that's. Yeah, that's just how it ended up. Okay. 
So how long after your accident did you start riding a motorcycle? I mean, you said you said you got one when you were three. So was it like a year later and you already you just jump on a motorcycle and take off? Uh, you know, I, I'll have to hit, hit my dad about that. I don't even know. Okay. Uh, All right. I knew I, I knew I, I got I got a JR50 when I was three, and uh, and my accident happened when I was two. So within a year or less, I guess. Wow. I'll, I'll have to check into that. <laughs> okay. So for some people that don't know, you actually twist your throttle forward, and this goes probably back to what I heard is they just took the whole throttle assembly off the right side because you lost your right arm and put it on the on the left hand of the handlebar, and so you actually have to twist the throttle forward. Is that right? Yeah, right. So it's uh, it, it it would be backwards to you. Okay. I guess but anybody that, else. But, but that's all you know. So that's how you learned how to ride, and that's all you know, right? Yeah, and that was the I guess I guess back then that was like that was the easiest thing to do to where I could okay. ride it and be like, well, there it is. So and it, you know, and it worked out. And that's you just you adapt and you learn how to work with what you got and and it was something good. Hope hopefully. So you never knew anything different. So. Man, I just, I still just, I can't even imagine riding a motorcycle with one arm, much less my right arm, and you're doing it with your left arm, and so my hat's off to you. You you went on to win several different championships locally, and then nationally, you were the Daytona Winter Nationals winner. I mean, there's no holding you back at all, is there? To to this point, I hadn't, I, I, I wouldn't say conquer, but there's, uh, you know, you, you, you just deal with it as it comes, and you got to take each day and be grateful for every day. So how did it feel winning those championships, knowing everything you'd overcome? I mean, obviously it sounds like that's all you knew because you were really little, but do you ever look back and, and think of all the stuff you've done? Uh, yeah, I guess I guess as I, as I get a little older and slow down a little bit, um, you get, get, get some time to reflect on, uh, you know, on, on what we've done. It, it, was the people that, it was the people behind me that, uh, you know, that that allowed me to get there. There's no you, you just you, you can't do it by yourself. You, you oh. got to have help and uh, and and I had you know I, I had some great help along the way. So what district did you race as an amateur? Did you even have a district down there, in South Carolina? I'm not real familiar with the area. It was yeah, I started racing day in Mid Carolina at Nisa. We used to race in Swainsboro, Georgia. That was uh, gosh, you know I I really don't know. I don't I don't know what district that was. I I never heard anybody mention it. Those yeah. tracks were uh, those track those tracks weren't AMA, so that would have been so they they just would have been outlaw tracks, I guess. Okay, so I got gotcha. you. They wouldn't know what district they were anyway. I don't know. Right, that's the same way I am in Oklahoma. I don't even remember what district I ever raced in. I just whenever you know whenever there was a race, I'd show up and race it. So I I don't really know what right. district I was. <laughs> so who is, who are the some of the fast guys you have to race when you were first getting going? Oh man. So I guess I came up with uh, with the Texters and uh, Brandon Robinson, um, Carver, those guys. So, so I'm 40. I'll be for, I'll be 45 next week. What's uh, how old's Cool Beth? Is he 40? Is he 40 something? He's right Maybe around 40, 40 or 41. Yeah. 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 He's 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 pretty close. So it's just it's just a number. It's just a number. You know you know as well as I do. Yep. Exactly. So, how do you pick and choose what races you race at now on the, on the motorcycle? Um, probably this year, um, we uh, we put on a few races here and there, and uh, we've got we've got a couple coming up, and that's just kind of like you know 
I just want to stay involved with the sport, and that's uh, that that allows me to do that. <clears throat> okay, so that that brings up our next point. You got a big race coming up on March 30th at Travelers Rest, and and before we got on here, you actually told me that uh, that the people that own the racetrack are actually motorcycle people, but it's a car track, and so you kind of got a good spot for yourself, and you're putting on a race there on March 30th. So. I heard it's got a pretty big purse, and you're expecting a lot of big riders there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Carver's going to be there. Jared, Jared's coming. Um, I guess all I guess all the guys on their way back from Woodstock. When I, there's a Woodstock's got that big race, and then we're going to be right after them. So everybody's everybody's in town. We expect to see all the big hitters. So it should, okay. it should be a great show. And it's a three eighths mile. Is it? It's got some red dirt. It's it's a little bit banked, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's three eighths bank, um, red clay. Uh, Eddie Ray does a great he does a great job of prepping the track. I mean, he, whatever the right you know whatever the riders want, that's that's what he gives them. And it's okay. uh, I'm I'm pretty amazed with his talent. That's pretty cool. So, how did you get involved with that racetrack, Travelers Rest? I know you used to promote races in the fall there at, at Savannah, but now you're hooked up with Travelers Rest. So, how did you get involved with the uh, the new people, the new owners, and stuff? Oh, gosh, I think, uh, so Eddie Ray, his wife is Jessica Patterson. She's a seven-time national women's motocross champion. So she's, she, she's, she's really accomplished. She's got a lot of talent. But uh, Eddie called me and he said, uh, we had ran the Simza Club. Uh, Wayne McJunkin, my partner now, you know, and my dad, they ran Simza for probably four or five years. And we just kind of moved, moved on from that. And we were doing that thing at Savannah, we, and we did it for five or six years. And he just called, and he said, hey, you want, you want to put on a flat track race? I heard you guys knew what you were doing. So, And we've, uh, we've, packed, we've, packed, the stands, we've packed the stands every time we put one on. So it's, uh, we, we've been really fortunate. It's just, it's just a matter of, you know, you just, you just want to show people what you love. Their track is like, you know, it's like nothing else. Right on. And I heard in the fall, like I think over November, over Thanksgiving break, they're trying to put on something that reminded me of the mini Olympics, what they do in motocross, but you guys are trying to do that down there at Traveler's Rest. So, you know, have a, a smaller track, a TT, and then the, the three-eighths mile. So just have a, a whole week, you know, like a four-day event full of racing. Is that right? Yeah. For uh, So for Thanksgiving, we brought we, we brought turkeys and, and all the fixings uh, last year. We had our fall race. It was, uh, you know, it was our first annual Hot Shoe Winter Olympics. Um, it, uh, we used, uh, like the X games using Metacross start gate and we thought we'd give that a shot. And then, uh, I, I, I believe the riders enjoyed something different. We had a pretty, pretty nice tabletop. Um, like I said, Eddie Ray's pretty, he, he's pretty amazing as far as uh, building the tracks and whatnot. We just cut him loose and he always comes up with something cool. Well, it sure looked like a lot of fun. It looked like mother nature played a little part of the, the attendance for the the fans with that fog rolling in and stuff like that. But the tracks, man, they looked like a lot of fun. So we'll have to keep that in mind. Hopefully you guys do that again this Thanksgiving. Um, are there any other races you're promoting this year? That's, that's all I've got going on right now. Okay. All right. So, again, March 30th, Traveler's Rest. That's in South Carolina. Be there, be square. So let's move on to something else. Let's talk about – have you seen the new layout for the Daytona TT? Uh, yeah, it's going to be – it's a half asphalt, half dirt. Yeah. If you jump, we'll see how that, we'll, we'll see how the tires how the tires work with that. I'm I'm curious to see. Are, are you going to go down there and, and participate? Are you going to go down there and watch? Are you going to watch it on fans' choice? 
probably going to watch it, watch it on Fans Choice. We uh, right. we might we might roll down to Savannah. We might head out to Volusia. Maybe do a little racing. It's kind of still up in the air. We're talking about it. All right, I got you. Well, in, in the spare time, you know, we've been talking about all these things you do, but you're also a teacher, so a school teacher. So what what all do you teach? Um, I've been at Tri County Technical College in Pendleton for I guess about five years, and uh, I, I I teach anything related to biology. That's my thing. So it's it's uh, I really enjoyed it. Man. That's cool. And then you also are flipping houses and buying property and doing all this stuff too. So what got you involved in doing all that stuff? Just trying to figure out a way to pay for all the motorcycles. I was working at the gym and I was personal training this guy. He was a chiropractor and uh, he said, read this real estate book. And uh, so I read that one and a few more and bought a house and um, bought and sold a couple more and just kind of found a niche. And just you know, just uh, you know, the the great American way. Wow, how do you how do you balance all this stuff? I mean, you, you're talking about like four full time jobs for a normal person, but you're doing all this stuff. How do you do it? I, I don't I don't even know. Somehow or another, it all gets done. All right, as long as all right. that's a done. fair that's a fair answer. What have you been doing for training and qualifying for the the 2020 Paralympic Games? Um, you know, a lot of seat time on the bicycle. Um, a lot of hours in the gym. Try and, try and keep your nutrition dialed in, and uh, you know, just try and grow and get faster each time. That's the that's the goal. How many races have you you won on on that bicycle so far? Probably probably five or ten, I would say. Right on. Every win's every win's a good one. Okay. Where are the the twenty twenty Paralympics going to be held? They will be in. Uh, they're going to be in Japan. So, have you been overseas before? No, no, I've, I've never, never been to Japan. What? What are you nervous about this? Or are you excited? Or is it just another race? Uh, you know, it's 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 a lot of mixed emotions. So, I mean, I, I don't know if I could really say uh, happy or sad, nervous. It's uh, it's a little bit of everything. But uh, but I'm excited about it. It's 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 going to be fun, and we'll just roll with the punches and see what happens. And that's so cool. I'm 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 proud of you, man. I I know I know you showed me your bicycle when we were down in Florida, and it looked like it was more expensive than the house I live in. And and you said it took you a long time to put that thing together. So you've got a lot invested in this sport, and I'm so proud of you that you're gonna be representing the United States of America, man. That is so cool. Hey, listen, it, it, it's it's really an honor. I mean, it's uh, I'm it far exceeds my expectations. So we. Like I said, we've had a good time with it, and uh, the people's been great. The racing's been great, so we're we're just glad to be here. All right, so we're already at the part of the episode. It's time for Graham's question. That's my grandma. She's a big fan of yours, but she says you're clearly an inspiration to the entire motorcycle community, and then even us as the podcast, we get comments and thank yous from fans that thank us for the podcast. Has anyone ever reached out to you and let you know that you've inspired them? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean. I've gotten some letters that just uh, words can't describe it. It's uh, I mean it's, it's it's just a great feeling to you know to be able to do something for somebody else at that level. That's awesome. I forgot to mention earlier in, in in the interview, but I remember hearing a story that you rode some great big old Harley Davidson through a Harley Davidson dealership, and everybody in the dealership was freaking out, and you went right through the double glass doors and rode that thing outside. So tell us about that story. 
Oh gosh. So I worked at Greenville Harley Davidson for uh, for a little while, and uh, you know, every morning we got to tow all those bikes outside and set them up. And when we and, and when we close up, we got to ride all the motorcycles in and park them. So it's just uh, you can take your right. I mean, well, if you can get your toes on it, it's uh, it, it's possible. It's not pretty, but you know. But yeah, it was uh, that was that was a lot of motorcycles to go through the doors. I didn't. So, I didn't know if I was going to make it or not. But so you're using the throttle with your with your feet, with your toes. Is that what? Is that is that the gist of the story I'm getting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, what, right, right foot, big toes. Yep. That's the throttle. <laughs> All right. I know. So everybody else just get everybody else just gets the hell out of the way. Here comes Jason. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I just I wanted to make sure we talked about that because it's one of the best stories I ever heard about you. So we're already at the end of the episode where it's time for our rapid-fire questions. So I'll ask you a question. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yes. All right. What's the what's the best bike you've ever ridden? J.D. Beach's Kawasaki 450. All right. All right. What's your favorite racetrack? Uh, Hagerstown. Okay. What's the best advice you were ever given? Don't fry bacon with your shirt off. <laughs> Who told you that one? <laughs> I don't even remember, but I never forgot it. All right. That's going to be some good advice then. So uh, here's a tough one for you. Which AFT Twins Riders has the best chance of dethroning Meese for the championship this year? And Brian are always battling it out. I don't know. Maybe the Hollies have got something for them. I, it's uh, that's a tough call. You're not giving me an answer. Yeah, yeah. No, I, right. I don't know. Man, you ought to be a politician with that kind of answer. Uh-huh. Any, 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 any one of those guys. It okay, could be all right. One of those guys. All right. Well, well, thanks a lot, Mr. Politician. All right. So here's here's a tough one for you. Ben Lau, Henry Wiles, Colby Carlisle, JD Beach, and you. All line up on the starting line in your full leathers, no helmet. Who has the best hair? It's got to be me. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that, you and your long ponytail. Man, I was hoping you'd say uh, that one. All right, so here, yeah. here's, here's, a, here's a funny one. So what do you do with all your right-handed gloves? Oh, you know, I sent them to, uh, what do you call it, the Extremity Games? They have a motocross race, and it's uh, – it's, uh, I start sending them to them. Hope they can use them because I, I have no idea. I'm, I've got boxes of them. Okay. <laughs> and last question. If you could only choose one to ride, which would it be? Your motorcycle or your bicycle? Motorcycle. Gotta be the motorcycle. All right. I love that <laughs> answer. Racing Jason Griffin, thank you so much for your time. We're at the end of the podcast now, and it's your chance to say thanks to anybody that you'd like to. Um, you know, I know a lot of people helped you get to where you're at, so here's your chance to say thanks. Well, I mean, my parents, first and foremost, and all the people we've met, Wayman Junkin, you know, Frank McLean, those guys, uh, those guys were around from the beginning, and so many people. I, I couldn't even begin, couldn't even begin to, to, to name names. So it's been, it's been 15 years of, you know, the, the best part of my life, and my, and my family as well. I mean, it's... Uh, words can't describe the relationships and stuff you know you, you know the dirt track people they're you know they're something special yep absolutely 
Jason, thank you so much for your time. I'm honored to call you my friend. I'm honored to have your phone number in my phone and uh, keep inspiring people. Keep doing what you're doing and best of luck to you at your race there that you're going to put on March 30th at Traveler's Rest. And uh, hopefully we'll see you down there at Savannah here pretty soon. Cool, man. Hey, listen, thanks, thanks for what y'all are doing and uh, keep it going and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jason. All right. That is one hell of a dude, man. That's a great recommendation there, Scotty. Yeah, I like I like it, man. He uh, his story is just amazing. Lost his arm as a young kid, and that day changed his life for the better. He said, and you know most people would look at it the other way. You know now he's disabled. Now he he's got to you know he's only got one arm and poor me and stuff like that. And he's just not that way. He, that has not changed his life one bit. I think, like he said, if so, I think it made him a better person. And man, I just have so much respect for what what he does. Uh, you know, racing teaching riding bicycles in the paralympics man this this guy can do everything and i'm just you know thankful he took time to talk to us yeah i mean it just goes to show again once again i mean how many times have we talked to 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 folks involved in the motorcycle community they're just a different breed of human right like when faced with adversity it's not like cowering and running away it's and it's not even just overcoming it's it's you know taking it to the next level after overcoming it right like it's um, it's just a different breed of humans, and uh, I, the more stories I hear, the more I love it, man. Uh, there's there's just a lot of great great stories out there from people that that are kicking life's ass day in and day out, um, and taking names, and I love to hear them all. Yeah, and, and and I think my favorite story I heard it a long, long time ago, and I don't even think I heard it from him, but he worked at that Harley dealership. We talked about it just a little bit. I didn't, I almost forgot about it, but he would ride the brand new great big Harleys through the dealership using his right foot it's insane. to twist the throttle and i just can't i just wish i could have seen the people's looks on their faces when that happened because i, I can't even i can't even balance I, on a bike and ride one with two hands like how exactly how yeah yeah and so he had i don't know how he, he'd have to sit on it weird because he had to pull in the clutch with his left hand and i don't know but i just i wish i could have been there it's epic i i can't even imagine i can't even picture it like it, most of the stuff you can picture, oh, that'd be funny to see or, or cool to see. Like, I can't even, like, how that works in my head, I, I can't even picture it. But uh, I guess he did it. Yeah, he sure did. He's he's one heck of a guy. I hope everybody goes and, and checks out his motorcycle race up there, Traveler's Rest. And, and uh, you know, if you see Jason in the pits, stop by and tell him hi. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Absolutely. I might even make the trip up there to Traveler's Rest. South Carolina's not too far from me, and I've wanted to see that track. Yeah, and the, the guy knows what to do with the dirt, and, you know, they make – they make it super fast and super fun. I, I need to check it out myself, too. So we'll have to do that soon. It's on the list for sure. So uh, you're up in Chicago. Try not to freeze yep. your ass off. Um, nope. I brought my uh, brought my under gear, my thermal unders and stuff like that to wear underneath my announcing gear. And hopefully I stay warm. Cool. Um, I don't know at this point as we record this who our guest is next week. So it's going to be a surprise. I got a couple ideas. I don't even know. Are you going to call me it. again? Yeah, I'm going to call you. You're you're our guest next week. I'm just kidding. All right, man. I'm done. Are you done? Smash that like button. (laughs) Tell all your friends. Give us a follow. And we appreciate everybody who's reached out to us, gave us suggestions. Everybody that follows us on social, whether that's Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter. Yep. um, We certainly appreciate it. And uh, we're doing this for you guys. So we want everybody to know more about the greatest sport in the world. 
flat track motorcycle racing. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but I get about at least five, ten people every week just messaging me telling me how they liked an episode or like they listened, they missed one in the previous weeks and they caught up and listened to it and loved it. Each and every one of those uh, comments is, is awesome to hear. I mean, like like Scotty said, you guys are the reason we do it. So feel free to reach out. Feel free to give us your suggestions or uh, recommendations for people you want to hear, topics you want to hear discussed. And uh, we'll do our best to get them in the next episode. Got anything Kentucky else? Kentucky Mud Flap. Kentucky <laughs> Mud Flap. I want to hear from you. We haven't heard from you for a while. Make sure you're all right. Where is the Kentucky Mud Flap? I missed that I don't guy. know. Yeah. I don't know. All right, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have to bring the call back in number, and just so we can hear him talk again. Uh, we were thinking about doing that for thoughts on Daytona, and we totally missed the boat on that, didn't we? That's all right. We can bring it back. We'll think of another topic, and we'll get that out there. Word. Have a good week, Carter. You See too. Man. We'll talk to you next week. Talk, talk to you next Friday. Next Friday. Later. Bye, dude.